into being. Its purpose is enlightenment. Its product is coast boys. Yes! Welcome back, week one! Woo! It's week one, we made it! Uh, welcome to the Best Coast Boys podcast. I am one of your hosts, Landon McCool. You can find me at McCoolBCB on Twitter. Uh, I'm also a co-host on the Locked On Cowboys podcast, and I'm joined as always by Dallas Morning News contributor, John Owning. John, say what's up to the people. How's it going, everybody? You guys know where to find my work at da- at sportsday.dallasnews.com. Going to have a lot of good stuff coming up there. By the time you're listening to this lovely podcast, my um, three matchups to watch for week one will be up over there. So make sure you guys read that. I'll be talking about Demarcus Lawrence versus Mike Remmers, Amari Cooper versus Janoris Jenkins, Saquon Barkley versus the Cowboys uh, front seven. So it's going to be a lot of fun stuff, a lot of football nerdy stuff in it. So make sure you guys tune in and give it a read and follow me on Twitter. Click, at click, 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 and re-click. Yes, folks, all the please. clicks. We got the click farm. All of the clicks. Last year we got John's your grandmas collecting. involved. This year we need the grandmas <laughs> and grandpas involved. We need the whole family. Let's get those Everyone, extended family, cousins, second mm-hmm. cousins, get them in mm-hmm. here. Um, guys, today we got a full show. Uh, so it's going to be a, if you guys were with us last season, it's going to be a regular Thursday show, except we don't have any coaches taped to review, obviously. So we are going to discuss some roster construction. We'll talk about some potential game planning changes that we've seen uh, from the last season, really just kind of more of a review of what we saw in the preseason and offseason. Uh, we'll check in with the Zeke and LC signings. Obviously, those are the big things that have to be discussed. Um, and uh, just, you know, normal injuries, uh, everything, but basically just checking in with what we're doing uh uh, for week one so we got a lot to get into let's get right into it shall we all right uh well let's the the the, the flood the the fire hose as our friend sigmund bloom has been turned on um and clearly we are at the point where uh the the information must flow john yes sir um and so let's start at the top with the headliners um, the Ezekiel Elliott and uh, and Lael Collins signings. Um, let's start with Lael. Uh, I think you and I had discussed how we were definitely of the mindset that he was probably going to walk at the end of the season. Yeah, I got pie on my face. I tweeted it out. Literally, yeah. what was it? Thirteen hours before the, the contract was agreed I, to. I, I don't. I I think, but I I also think that you you certainly weren't alone. You know, I feel like that they. There was such a situation where everyone was certain that Lael was going to be the guy that was going to have to walk and that, you know, it was going to have to be a situation where uh, they're going to have to figure out a way to uh, move Connor Williams over. And, 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 and it seemed like they had kind of, you know, done some things to set themselves up along these lines. Um, but I, I think, you know, they, they obviously they were able to get a... Uh, uh, a, a favorable deal from Lale. They were able to kind of come to an agreement there um, and, and work something out. And, and, and we did mention that Lale, you know, his personality type kind of really fits the type of person that would sign a deal like this. He clearly is comfortable living in Dallas. He uh, has family in Louisiana, which is close by. Uh, so this really worked out for both sides. 
Um, thoughts on the Lael Collins deal, and we'll talk obviously about the the big Kahuna after that. Yeah, you know, I think it was, you know, as surprising as it was, I think it was a really good uh, contract for the Cowboys if they were going to get it done. I think that's kind of where that Lyle Collins contract negotiations were. If he was going to give them a deal, like I think he did, that the Cowboys were amenable to having him on the team. But if he was going to look to get that upper echelon, that Nate Solder kind of offensive tackle money, then I think that they were going to wash their hands with him and move Connor Williams over there. But since that he did give them a, a nice deal, I think it's smart. That allows the Cowboys to, I think, have the strongest five offensive linemen that they can't have because I do think he's a bet he's gonna be a better tackle and is a better tackle than Connor Williams would be if he was slid out to right tackle, especially given the fact that you know Connor Williams would have to transition from playing the left side to the right side, from playing inside to playing outside once again. But yeah, I just think it was it was really smart for their team. It was a nice long-term move to keep Lyle Collins a part of the team. We've talked about Kind of about how the Mark Colombo coaching change did yeah. wonders for his development. And I'm really, after I think for the last, what well, was it been about a year and a half that we've kind of been talking up this Lyle Collins is going to take the next step. He's going to take the next step. He's going to take the next step. But last year, Paul Alexander's kind of unique way of teaching offensive lines seemed to really hindered his play. And he took a really a sizable step back, I would say, during the first half of the first 10 weeks of last year. But then once Mark Colombo was promoted to being the uh offensive line coach full-time i think you really started to see him really take off and him really start to develop in the ways that we wanted to see to where he was you know honestly during a couple of the games that last year down the down the stretch he actually outplayed tyron smith in a, in a game or two as tyron was dealing with the variety of elements that he deals with on a year-to-year basis but yeah, happy to have him. I hope he, he continues to progress with uh, Colombo at the head of the offensive line and that his teachings don't get stale or any of that. But I'm very, I think it was a positive move for the Cowboys organization and franchise. Yeah, and I think that, you know, if you look at um, now you've got four of your, I mean, really, you've got all five of your starters kind of locked in for the next, for, for the foreseeable future. Uh, that's really going to build some good continuity there for sure. Um, I, uh, I I really don't have a ton to say about the Zeke deal. I mean, it, we just, it feels like we've been talking about it constantly. So mm-hmm. and now it's just that he's done and he's here. And uh, I will say it was, a you know, it, it sold to us as a six-year, $103 million deal. It's really more like a eight-year, $103 million deal. And it's actually even more like a four-year, $50 million deal. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? So, or, I, yeah, like, so... Uh, you know, I think the Cowboys can get out from under it in 2023 if they want to. Look, I, I mean, I'm really just so beaten down and tired of this argument and and the back and forth. Uh, but I, I personally, I'm I'm glad he's here. I'm glad they got it done. I'm glad that at least it's out of the consciousness and we can go talk about what we're going to do with him on the field and and not have to worry about whether it's done, whether he's worth it, whether we should do it or not, mm-hmm. whether running backs matter. I- I'm done with that argument. Let's go play football. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad we agree. Um, so let's check in with injuries. I mean, we, we, uh, th- we got our first injury report, and unfortunately we haven't quite gotten the, uh, the Thursday injury report today. Uh, but I don't know that it'll too much is going to change, at least on the Cowboys side. Uh, Cowboys are actually in pretty good shape. Um, the only DNPs that they had were uh, Darian Thompson, Donovan Wilson, and Luke Gifford, all guys who we, I guess, you know, co- probably expected to be out and, pr- and 
all three of them are likely to be inactive anyways. I mean, but either way, they, they're injured, so uh, not a huge loss there. Because, I mean, I think we want to see Donovan Wilson on the field at some point, but I think it was with him missing so much time practice before these last few days before the game, I don't think they're going to throw him out there for his first NFL game like this uh, in any capacity. So um, I think, you know, right now the only person that we have any kind of real concerns about, uh, I mean, I think some of these people will be on pitch counts, but Zach Martin was limited. Um, and, you know, I think people like Tyron Crawford and Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence and Byron Jones, potentially even Zeke himself, uh, all could be on some sort of, you know, I don't want to say pitch count because pitch count really makes it seem like it's a hard line. I feel like they're likely to get, you know, a certain amount of snaps and then have the coaches kind of check in with where they are and then, you know, go from there and feel out how the game's going. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody on this list give you any concerns or I mean, I, I feel like we're actually in a pretty good spot to start the season. At this yeah. Point. Yeah, honestly, I just agree with you. Basically, everything that you said, I think that the Cowboys are in a really good spot with their injuries. I think all of their guys are coming back at the right time for the, to be ready for the season. You know, you just got to give the Cowboys medical staff and stuff. They've been holding. The Cowboys avoided the big injury of training camp that you see it hit almost every other team, it seems like, throughout training camp or the preseason. It seems like the Cowboys have done a pretty good job on avoiding that. They've avoided those lingering injuries it seems like it seems like they're pretty healthy entering the season with all of their main players of course like you said you got the back end of the roster guys like donovan wilson darian thompson who have been hurt but i think they're especially can when uh compared with the giants who will be without you know guys like golden tape because of suspension i think the cowboys are coming on pretty full strength ready to go against these giants i think that they have the advantage in terms of injuries i would say uh yeah and, and you know speaking of the giants uh they actually had at least one or two areas of concern and you mentioned earlier how you were having a uh, a piece on Demarcus Lawrence versus Mike Rimmers the, you know, the giants may be hoping for Mike Rimmers yeah. <laughs> which is not a place to mm-hmm. be in you know yeah he was held uh, out with he, a backslash illness yesterday yeah. and they, but from what um from what they were saying in the uh, press conference that it shouldn't be that they're not that worried about it. They sh- they should be worried about it even if he's healthy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they should be concerned. This just, just uh, gives Rembers a better excuse for when more yeah. styles on him for two seconds. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, my, oh my back and uh, my vomit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so we checked it with the injuries. You know, since we're not doing coaches tape review or anything, I, I figure that what we can do is take this time to discuss. Um whether or not uh or what we what we you know what we think we're going to see in changes in, in, in scheme between last season and this season and I, I can really this is like i said kind of a review of what we talked about um throughout the the, the preseason the you know we uh, we did the tracking of the pre-snap motion at training camp we've had the conversations with daniel about what we think that could mean for this next season, um, an an increase in, in pre snap motion, um, you know, hopefully using all parts of the Buffalo <laughs> kind of offense where they they making the the defense defend the whole field, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not breaking tendencies, not not being predictable, uh, you know, that sort of thing. What kind of general tells or signs are are, are you looking for? 
this week one since we're actually finally getting to see this you know car taken out of the garage so to speak what 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 specifically are you going to be looking for on offense uh to kind of give you hint that that this offense is going to be different than previous incantations of it uh the first thing i'm going to be looking for is the pre-stat motion and shifts i think that's something that the cowboys did a ton of during uh training camp but they didn't use it they didn't do it as frequently in the preseason so i'm going to be looking for them to be using a lot of pre-stat motion a lot of shifts a lot of lining up in one uh formation and then shifting into another formation those types of things. And then another thing pre-snap that I'm going to be looking for is the wide receiver splits. I mean, that's something that I think we talked to talk a lot about during training camp is how we were seeing a lot of reduced and nasty splits from these wide receivers. And that was creating better angles for blocking in the, uh, in the run game and a better ability to attack every portion of the field in terms of their route concepts. So I'm going to be particularly looking through for those two things, plus the the volume of play action, they use play action. I think I had it. They used it about like twenty nine percent of the time last year, thirty percent of the time. I'm gonna. I wanna. I'm gonna be paying attention to if they use it more frequently this this year. Is it gonna be more like 35, 40, 45 percent of the time, like you saw some of the more effective play action teams last year? So those are those are kind of the things that I'm gonna be looking for, at least from a pre snap uh, point of view. Yeah, I mean, I think, like we said, this is basically a review of what we've been talking about. I think shifts are going to be interesting because, as we pointed out, they didn't do very much at, or at any shifts that we saw during the preseason and during training camp, uh, during any open practices to the public. But I have a feeling that they're going to be doing some sh- shifts. And I have a feeling that, that will be part of their game plan just because it's been part of the heavy part of Chris Peterson's game plan. And I know that... that uh, that more feel strongly about them. So I, I would not at all be surprised if we saw a lot more, at least a, a large uptake of shifts as compared to the previous season. So um, anything, you know, we actually haven't had much of a chance to talk about the roster construction, but anything about the 53 man roster that kind of sticks out to you now that kind of the dust is settled a little bit, Zeke's in, they're still dealing with the roster exemption for, uh, you know, for Zeke, for you know, so they they do have to get until I think it's Saturday before they have to release somebody. But um, just kind of looking back at the roster construction of where we are, uh, I guess the only thing to me that that sticks out is that now that we know that both Thompson and Wilson were probably unavailable, it, that level of injured, I guess it makes sense that they went long at that spot at least temporarily. Um, and then maybe, you know, once they get healthy, maybe we'll see one of these safeties go as a replacement for someone like Quinn when he comes off of suspension, maybe, or it'll be interesting to see how like that all folds on top of each other. But, um, any thoughts overall on the, the actual roster or any, anything that any thoughts about the game day roster that they may construct? Um, not really. I'm kind of. I'm interested, like you said, they have to deal with that roster exemption for Ezekiel Elliott. <clears throat> I mean, I, <clears throat> I had thought that they were going to put down a guy like Brandon Knight to the practice squad or something, but it seems like from what all the indications seem to be, all the little whispers behind the scenes are, it seems like they might cut Alfred Morris, which is an interesting thought since his contract is already guaranteed since he was on for this week, since he was already on the on the roster and he's a veteran. So 
think that's an interesting move. But besides that, not really anything all too surprising. I, I wonder if that wasn't a case where they may have had a wink nod deal with Morris. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, come in as our insurance policy. You know, we and if we if Zeke signs, we don't need you, but we'll keep you on the week one roster so your salary is guaranteed. You know, like that that seems like a a nice deal for both sides if Morris was willing to play that game. You know, he gets a guaranteed salary for the season. It's not a lot of money, but it's guaranteed. And uh, you know, he and he kind of gets the roster rigmarole, which, you know, that's that seems like a fair trade. Um, so maybe they had a deal there. I, I, I think uh, that's that, that could be possible. Um, we do normally we do the Nabras uh, at this point. Hashtag Nabra, Nabra. Uh, of the week. We have to do a Nabra of training camp. And and for me, and if, I, I John, this is kind of last minute, so I totally understand if you don't have one. <laughs> my my Nabra is just Mike White. Um, <laughs> it, it, nah, bro. Like uh, that was no, that was. Nah. Oh my god. Nah. <laughs> so who, who is your nabra? Do you have a nabra oh training gosh. camp? It doesn't remember, it doesn't have to be a person. It could be a situation, it could be a thing, it could be anything. My nabra is whoever kept putting Kayvon Frazier in uh in off coverage against Jalen <laughs> Guyton and John Vay Johnson throughout training camp. It was like Kayvon I feel so bad for Kayvon because he's trying so hard, but he just does not have the foot speed to keep up with those guys at the break point at all. And it looks really bad because Kayvon coming into training camp was already a guy fighting for his life on a roster spot, especially for a big reason is his coverage ability on defense. And then you put him in a no-win situation against these speedy little receivers who he just has zero chance to keep up with. That's my nabra is Kayvon Frazier in coverage against anybody that can run above a four or five. Yeah. That, yeah that's, that's, especially one on one. Especially one on one. It's not. Yeah, that's, that's nah. Bro. He didn't. It, spoiler no. alert, he didn't cover a single one of them. And I love no. Kayvon. I want to say that. I love Kayvon. But he just can't yeah. do that. He just he can't, can't do, that. do that. No. Um, <laughs> that, that's, a, that's definitely a good one. Um, all right, let's let's move on to our uh, our larger football. Oh no, I got one more good. Nabra. Oh please, oh please, more. please. This just popped in my head. The next Nabra is Tristan Hill trying to work a power move on Joe Looney. Yeah, and, and, I'm too big. Yeah, I'm too big for that. I'm too, I'm big, too big, for big for that. I'm too big for that. Joe Looney just followed him as Tristan Hill was pissed off walking into the little defensive lineman, little circle, little meeting spot they have, and he's just following him. I'm too big for that, man. I'm too big for that. I'm too big for that. Oh, Joe Looney. Oh, it was nah, bad. Bro, it was bad, nah. but it was hilarious. It was hilarious. I was cracking up on the sidelines. It was amazing. That's funny. I remember. But nah, bro, Tristan Hill, don't bring that power into don't Joe bring, Looney's house. Don't do that to the Looney, man. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's now let's get into our larger football segment. Okay, uh, we bring back the classics. The classics. We got the ratchet matchup of the week Ooh. in our Gucci game, Gucci game, Gucci game, Gucci game, Gucci game, Gucci game of the week. Uh, let's start with the ratchet matchups. Um, I I picked two uh, that I thought were uh, were good. You can pick your own, John. I gave you an option. Um, but who is your again? Just to re- re- review, ratchet matchup is the preview of the worst or ugliest game. That really is just maybe it's a boring matchup. Maybe it's just doesn't seem like an appealing game for whatever reason. But uh, the the ugly game that you are likely not to watch or 
probably you will watch, but you'll just be angry about it later. I mean, I uh, would watch a reality show surrounding this game, but I don't know about the actual game. And that's that uh, the Denver Broncos versus the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> Like, I would love to see just, you know, the behind the scenes stuff, you know, maybe Antoine, Antonio Brown fighting Mayock going, you know, six rounds with boxing gloves. But as, in terms of the game, I just don't think there's much there. These two teams aren't really intriguing for me personally. Yeah. You know, I really love the pass rush for the Broncos, Bradley Chubb yes. and Von Miller. But honestly, there's just not a lot of star power on for the Broncos on either on the offensive side of the football and the Oakland Raiders. I really could. Couldn't I'm, care it's, much it's like about the, it's most like the, of the Washington Generals. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like I'm more interested in the Raiders, not for their team, but for the spectacle surrounding their team. So, but yeah, I'm just. How I'm, did the spectacle of that team get so big? And their hard knocks was so terrible this year. Oh my god! Look, they like it's all they awful. did every. They obviously did everything they can to make it as boring as possible. That clearly, was obviously a cog. And, and frankly, they yeah. had to work overtime. They yeah. should get. They should get. You know, like awards for how boring. <laughs> yeah, they imagine. I mean, imagine how difficult it is for those producers knowing the juicy stuff that they caught on camera because you know how much juicy content they have, and they just got to be like, can't use any of it, man. Can't use um, any of it. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think for me, um, uh, the Denver Oakland game obviously you know, those play. First of all, I I don't love having to watch Joe Flacco play football. Usually, I mean, I yeah, that's, that's a good point as a quarterback. Um, and and also, I don't know if you noticed this, but it's I mean, uh, on NFL dot com, I guess it hasn't saved my preferences, but it, it shows all the all the times. Uh, it, it, you know, th this there's a double up Monday night game, and this is the late game. This game starts at ten o'clock Eastern. Did you? <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it's, it starts like seven o'clock Pacific or whatever. But it's still like no one on that side of the country is going to watch this game at all, or maybe like ten minutes before they fall asleep. Uh, not that they weren't already going to be predisposed to fall asleep with these two teams. Yikes. I also included Detroit versus Arizona. I, I mean, Arizona is interesting because of all the you know, uh, intrigue and what's going to happen with the coaching staff and the revolutions that, that Cliff Kingsbury may or may not be bringing to the NFL. Um, but I, I think just in general, this is like two not very good teams facing each other. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I think to me, you're right. The Denver versus Oakland game is the opposite of the marquee game for this, this league. Uh, let's do Gucci game, Gucci game, Gucci game, Gucci game, Gucci game, Gucci game, Gucci game of the week. Uh, who do you got? Um, I think it's going to be another one of the ones that you mentioned. I'm really interested in that Rams and Panthers game. Yeah. I mean, just the, we all know about the outstanding offense led by Sean McVay and the Rams, but I'm interested to see what this Panthers defense is going to do against them. And then the Panthers offense with Cam Newton at the hole. It's always fun to watch Cam Newton, especially given that Norv Turner has figured out, has walked into this century of football, which is great. He's, he's calling a lot of zone reads, a lot of new age concepts, which is fun. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think that's a sneaky game with the Panthers at home where you could see a, an upset potentially. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 an interesting game. I mean, the Cowboys went to Carolina for week one last, last year, and it was not fun. And I, I think, you know, the Rams, uh, I don't know if they're looking at that kind of uh, Super Bowl hangover that sometimes happens to the team that loses. But, um, you know, this could be, they could be running into a, a different, a difficult situation just because how physical carolina is 
um, and and you know playing on the road across the country, it, it's, it can be a difficult road trip. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if uh, the Rams stumble a little bit. Uh, or if they're able to come out strong and make a statement. Yeah. Carolina's a good team. Yeah. I think, you know, definitely need to be ready to go because uh, they'll they'll jump all over you. Um, the other game, I, I obviously, that we've kind of highlighted here was Kansas City and Jacksonville. I, I just think that the, the offensive firepower versus the defensive prowess of, of Jacksonville, who I think, you know, at least on a defensive standpoint, should hopefully make a bounce back. I mean... Uh, Really, I mean, just based on the, the the game that they played against us last year, uh, Jacksonville's defense felt like they gave up at points. I mean, I, they felt like they gave up in that game. Um, so uh, I, I'm I'm hoping that some of these guys kind of bounce back a little bit and uh, and have better seasons. I think it'll be a, a good, at least on when 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 Kansas City has the, the ball. I think it'll be some interesting matchups on 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 that in that game. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think that's it for us, guys. Anything else before we go, John? Um, go Cowboys, I assume. Uh, any predictions, or you want to want to do predictions? We didn't really yeah. do that. Before, and the, I have to do them for the Dallas Morning News, so I can do them here easy. Yeah, give I'll me, give, give me, give you me my, your prediction. My prediction is Cowboys twenty-eight, Giants seventeen. Yeah, I think that seems like a good, a good, uh, good go. I, I, I'm going to go with. Cowboys 35, New York 17. I think Dallas could score a lot of points. I mean, just because I, I don't know that I, I, I don't know where New York is at this point. I think that Dallas is going to be doing things to kind of keep them off balance a little bit. There's a talent disparity there, uh, especially in the secondary and without a real solid pass rush. I mean, I think that if Dak is able to just sit in the pocket all day and mm-hmm. there's not great talent in the secondary, um, yeah, that could be, that could be a long day. I, I think that it's, it's just, a, we're just a very bad matchup for New York. I'm not that anyone's a good matchup for New York, but I feel like we're specifically a bad matchup for them. You know, they, they've got a, a guy who likes to jump routes on uh, going against one of the best route runners in football. And then, you know, uh, a rookie on the other side and just a, not a lot of experience, you know, uh, in the defensive backfield in general, um, except for the safety spots. So, uh, yeah, I just think it's, it's a bad matchup and, and the Cowboys, if they, you know, can execute, could pull away from this and score big and, and, and win early. Uh, anything else? No, sirree. I'm excited. Me too. We're finally um, here. All, all right. Let's uh, we make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at McCoolBCB, at John Owning, at Best Coast Boys with the Z is our mutual podcast account. Special thanks as always to Mike Fisher. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Fish Sports and follow us all on Cowboys Maven. Uh, that's uh, Cowboys Maven Sports Illustrated. I can't remember the, the, the URL on top of me. That's terrible. But if you search Cowboys Maven, uh, you'll find us with Sports Illustrated Powered Site, which is fantastic. We've moved, just moved over there, um, so definitely go and check us out there. You are, we are also available on all podcast apps for uh, iOS and Android. And make sure you leave us five star reviews. Otherwise, again, You're a another hater. season Don't be a hater. of yeah, another season of you know uh, the implicit agreement between us that you not be a hater and John not come to your house and beat you up. It's, it's a fair deal as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, And until next week, happy trails, everybody.